I have a question. Mike was just saying that uh, Vampire Survivors co-op came out. Speaking uh, of multiplayer. I haven't tried it. Don't know about you guys. Yeah, neither have I. I believe Not it's yet. local co-op only, annoyingly. Unfortunately, yeah. I, and is it multi-platform in that I sense? Think, like, can you use a Steam Deck and a Switch to play it local? No, I think it's even more local than that. That's like one system. That would not be how I would define local. Yeah. So one system co-op. Right. Couch co-op. Couch co-op. Yeah, I guess that's a better term. Yeah. Are we ready to record three hundred sixty-nine? Three hundred nice. Three six nine. Three six nine. Nice. Three six nine. That might be my favorite number so far. Damn, she fine. <laughs> yeah, this podcast <laughs> fine. You know what I mean? That was JJ. Michael's here too. Hey, everybody. Michael, I cannot believe you finished that entire milkshake. My stomach hurt from half of one oh, of those it milkshakes. Was, it was delicious. Well, but no. you you had already eaten a delicious burger and half a bowl of fries. I think that's the problem, really, is like yeah. if you're going to go to uh, we went to Hop Dottie is the name of the restaurant. If you're going to go to Hop Dottie, maybe you just don't eat if you're going to have a shake. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to do it. You either go and like you have a meal, you have your burger, you have your fries or you go for a snack slash dessert. It's deceiving because they look somewhat small, JJ. You're like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's like the size a person would want. And then I tried to share one and I got through half of it. And then by the end, you're like, that's, that's all. It's all cream. It's just cream all the way down. It's cream. Is this one of those places that gives you the milkshake and then like also the no. extra thing or no. something? Mm-hmm. What, what no. makes these ice, these milkshakes so impressive? Because just the fact that there's a lot of cream in them is like, that's good. That's what a milkshake should be. Right. I don't know. No, I, I don't I mean, know why I, it's it's heavier than any ice cream based milkshake I've had in a while. Maybe they use like whole milk with their ice cream, and so maybe you're I'm just not maybe used they to use just heavy cream all, all the way through. <laughs> I guess it could also be. Yeah, yeah. Cream itself is not the best tasting. I think it it tastes great. Let's be clear, but it's not like something you want to consume. But what if the shake was made? Great. But what if the shake was made to snake taste like a Snickers bar and was full of bourbon? Now, see, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. See, mine mine was vanilla, but plantation dark rum. So then why was this? You're saying that he was just drinking a bunch of cream. No, clearly he was drinking a bunch of plantation dark rum and cream. Therefore, I it's think, fine. I think I can ascribe to his theory that uh, don't eat it, it a whole shake after eating a burger and fries and half your wife's Brussels sprout salad that was amazing, but too large. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's just too much altogether. You gotta cut. You gotta cut something out, or you gotta do it in uh, in shifts. I'm, I'm stroking my beard and nodding sagely. <laughs> but also, JJ, if you want a, uh, if you have a hot daddy down down by you, and you want a good burger, their burger of the month right now is excellent. It's tasty. I've never heard careful. of this place, so I'm gonna say that I don't. But I am very curious. It's a chain. It might have one near you. Um, Man, speaking of food, uh, food has pretty, you know, like one of those things with food is that uh, you can smell food and just be like taken to a place or a time, right? 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, you can walk into a restaurant and know what a smell is. Tonight I made uh, an approximation of ramen that was use, a place to use leftovers and the smell of like cooking onions and all that. The smells are a pretty strong thing. I was walking uh, the other day in uh, a beach town and for some reason a concoction of smells hit me. And uh, I was taken instantly to the smell of a blockbuster. Do you remember the smell of a blockbuster? Industrial cleaning solvents and magnetic tape. And like <laughs> plastic and yep. and that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, there was, there was blockbuster had like its own smell. And uh, I was definitely, I could picture the blockbuster that used to be by my house, all that sort of stuff. With uh, some other stuff, do you guys have, I mean, have a smell for you that's just like, bam, that's a place or a time, like a, a, a unique smell, not like, a, oh, I love the smell of onions or whatever, but like, have you walked around and you can't quite place it and you, you've got your the thing that just like knocks you back to a specific time or place? I've had that in blockbuster <laughs> smell right before. I feel like I've had that. I feel like I've had that with uh, with people like um, perfume or cologne. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where I'll Uh smell like I'll smell something. Someone's wearing a particular scent and it's it's something that someone I grew up with. Time travel flashes me back Mm -hmm. to, you know, time spent with them. That's that's really when I think I notice it. Time travel. Maybe like this. Maybe like the Seven Eleven I went to as a kid or something. Oh like yeah, that. sure. Seven Eleven's got a smell. Melting Slurpees, uh-huh. and like overcooked hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Seven mm-hmm. Eleven definitely has this unique aroma. I was wondering when I was thinking about Blockbuster as I walked along the street. I was like, oh man, my kids will never know a Blockbuster. And then I thought to myself, actually, with all the changes in streaming that are happening, and with the uh, the rights that people are arguing for uh with residuals and all this sort of stuff disney delisting things on their own app instead of just leaving them online i wonder if the door is open do you guys think i'm being crazy to think that maybe the door is just slightly open for like paired down streaming services and rental companies to work their way back in I think my actual thought about this is not going to make you very happy. I want to live in this world that you're in, though, because I think that that maybe that would be awesome. Like just a place that you could, you know, like, hey, rent a movie cheaply, because by the way, I I don't know if you guys have ever checked out like the digital rental services that exist. They're not really much cheaper than a blockbuster ever used to be. No, you know, no, they're definitely like a couple bucks at least. Yeah, uh, you're lucky if it's a couple of bucks. It's like four or five bucks most of the places I've seen. Oh, absolutely. Well, so, Blockbuster adjusted for inflation would probably be four or five bucks a rental these days, right? Maybe I don't know, but yeah, yeah, probably. I, I mean, know. a movie ticket is at at best nine dollars, and at worst in the twenty dollar range. To say at best nine dollars, I don't know. You're going to the cheapest movie theater I've ever heard. I was going to say fifteen dollars at the minimum. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at best requires you to go at like two p.m. on a on a Sunday or something. I've been to those. They're not nine dollars. Oh well, okay. <laughs> Maybe, you know, it's, I haven't yeah, been out in no, the world as me. much. 
but yeah, it's definitely expensive still, right? You're talking 12, 15, something like yeah. that, right? Per ticket. Yeah. Yes, each. Yeah. yeah that so a blockbuster video stuff, renting for four bucks these days, you could do that. I think the bigger obstacle to it is less whether the like economics of renting videos and stuff makes sense. And uh, the fact that vid- movies and stuff don't get physical releases in any kind of timely manner. Yeah. These days, because of residuals, we've got the movies to rent here that, you know, keep getting delisted. Like, older movies, right? Not not new stuff. New stuff will be around. But, you know, if you had a, a blockbuster now and it had all those Disney things that got delisted, you might be getting some business. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know with the end of I these think, uh, uh, negotiations if there's room for it, but I, I, I was just musing on it and we don't need to I'm talk very about curious it. if you've been None listening of us to the recent Waypoint Radio. No. Fill us in. I mean, we're, we're just this, listing their content here, I guess, they, but... They're, <laughs> this this topic, uh, they had some discussion about uh, uh, Hollywood videos and blockbusters and such back at uh, recently. And uh, the secret thing that underpins all of those video rental stores is uh, pornography. <laughs> and that's <laughs> not Blockbuster, of, as far as I remember, really. Uh, I, I'm not clear uh, about Blockbuster specifically. They were talking about Hollywood video and other local rental places. Uh, um, but yeah, that, local like, rental large... for sure. But Blockbuster was put. Oh, I was going to say the, the, if you watch that documentary about the last blockbuster, they go into the economics of blockbuster and how they basically went straight to the studios and they reworked the deals so that they came out on top because they could rent hundreds of thousands of copies for, for much cheaper. So they yeah, didn't because, need the non family friendly section. Yeah. Because a sure. bunch of the, like, uh, the other thing was back when blockbuster started, the cost of like a VHS or something was, prohibitive like you couldn't get you know like astronomical hunt vhs taste like 80 bucks 80 bucks for one exactly like no one was buying that um and so that that's kind of but a a lot of the other places like hollywood video and some of these other ones basically like underwrote all of the popular and back catalog movie stuff by having huge sections dedicated to pornography that made insane amounts of money well I just wonder, you know, if, if all these residual talks and everything come out and they say they just can't afford to make things for cheaper, they're going to have to find a way to redistribute these things that, you know, yeah, or I mean, destroy seems- their own streaming models and put them back to like rental models. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but the streaming sites now are kind of not cheaper than cable anymore, right? Like if you subscribe to all the streaming Shocker. services, oh, you're you going to be are paying way more, way more than cable ever was. And you know, say whatever you want about on demand, but a lot of the stuff is not on demand because it's just not there, right? It's like equally as bad as cable in that way. It's like, <laughs> I want to watch a movie. It's like, it's not on too bad. Like, I want to watch this movie. It's not on too bad, right? It's the same. Nothing is different. Um, it's only recent stuff, mm. which is exactly the thing cable has been doing. Huh? Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I think if you were going to embark on this as an idea, you'd have to be very strategic about the implementation. I think that going for like finding that niche of older things that you can't really find on the streaming services because they've been phased out is a good like base to build up in terms of what you offer. But I think you also have to really play up the 
the experience of going somewhere and like picking out your entertainment, right? Like, do you guys remember? Because to me, this is kind of tied in with the nostalgia of like, it's Friday night, the family's going to Blockbuster to pick out a movie for the weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely oh, recall sure. as a kid. Yeah. I think, wandering I think the you aisles, have to sell that, that I think you have to sell that experience if you're going to try and do something like that, because that's like, that's your leg up. Right. But I don't even need it to be like, Ooh, we just got the new mission impossible movie in. And it's like, I don't really want that. I want to like, do you have like a 4k copy of any of the Kurosawa movies that aren't listed right now? You know? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be the that's new weird because that you're selling. Well, like that's what yeah. the criterion yeah, stuff weird. is trying to be. Right. And, being the they you know, they have a criterion, criterion channel now right yeah, yeah. It, i think you know offering a service yeah. like hey tell us the kinds of movies that you like and we'll suggest something that's good for you so that you don't have to do the selection right because that's another thing people are like i don't know what i want to see right and you just end up walking the aisles for yeah. hours well that's what I netflix is trying maybe ne- <laughs> maybe netflix uh Maybe Netflix just needs to dust off their warehouses and start sending discs back out soon. Just open up a brick and mortar. I mean, maybe the answer is you buy all those DVDs and stuff that Netflix is getting rid of and just open the store, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good question. Well, uh, that was a longer longer discussion than I intended. Oh man, you know what else uh, you do when uh, when you watch movies is uh, oh not what you do when you watch movies. A good time to watch movies is uh, rainy days. That's when you'd hit the blockbuster ahead of time, right? There's gonna be a storm this weekend. Uh, we watched some movies this past weekend as we battened down for the storm. Uh, not so much damage in our neck of the woods up here, Michael. I don't think you have much to report, as I don't. No, no, uh, we were pretty JJ? fortunate. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty mild where yeah. I am. Um, definitely I know people and people not in my neighborhood necessarily, but around the general area that I live who, you know, trees knocked over, definitely like, you know, younger trees, newer neighborhoods, that kind of stuff where the trees hadn't really gotten big, um, mm-hmm. branches falling, you know, the kind of like normal stuff that happens when there's a big wind storm kind of thing. Big storms. I, I will say, you know, maybe I am very lucky where I am, you know, despite being in San Diego, kind of didn't get it that bad, to be honest with you. I have seen, I feel like we have had bigger wind events than this. And this was not that big in terms of the amount. Oh, yeah, I think the Santa Ana winds are often more destructive up near us. Anyway, I've, I've, I've run into Santa Ana winds that have knocked over more things than this. And I yeah. know there were strong winds, but it didn't seem to have not here, I guess, yeah. done much. Yeah, the we got quite a lot of rain though. Um more than two inches, I would guess. Um, which is significant volume of water. But uh, you know, the pl- the the one place that floods floods, of course, right? Like that one street every time. You know you, you know, know what I'm one. talking about, yeah. listeners. Oh, Wherever man. it is where you are, there's that one street, always that one. <sighs> Um, but generally, you know, I really wish they would fix the one storm drain. You know what I mean? Or like that yeah, one stuff was o- wet. Pool was got filled. Underpass, overpass, whatever it is that like always floods because it's low and they just don't fix it. And it's just like, well, <laughs> yep. Yep. 
uh stuck inside with my kiddos we played uh some games watched some movies i know uh we were already on movies though so uh we watched disney a little bit just to entertain kids but michael you maybe finished off some tv we need to talk about because i want to know if i should invest time in the show i doesn't seem like my thing and i don't know why when i look at it it doesn't seem like my thing but i feel like i've seen this show as a movie many times what is different about the bear so the bear and i i think what will what will draw you into it besides the fact that it is it is very tightly written um and it has uh it has just some great actors as the cast um both per- individual performances and cast chemistry but i think that what will draw you in the most is it constantly feels like someone asks the question, can I take like an art piece movie about the city of Chicago and turn it into a TV show? Mm. And so it feels like it has... So it's more about Chicago than the cooking? I would say it's more about the relationships of the people in the restaurant than it is about either one. So it's it okay. happens to be set at a restaurant, but I think that you could tell you could tell the same story um, and have the same sorts of character interactions in any sort of business. They just picked a restaurant um, because it, it helps them tell the story that they're trying to tell. Um, but it's just it did is. You ever see that movie you know, Burnt? I did see Burnt. Burnt was good. Burnt was a lot more about the cooking. I feel like. So that's what I feel like that they market the the bear like that movie Burnt was marketed in terms of the like the angsty chef that's smarter than than everybody else and maybe it's just the ads I get you know who knows if they're targeted ads or something like that but it seems like they market it very much more about cooking and food and hey this guy's misunderstood chef and he came in to fix a restaurant kind of thing I just I've never been drawn into it and because of that i i'm trying to think of, of i even I the know best way to put it in words i know very little about this show but one thing i do know is that all the people i've heard talk about it don't talk about the sh- i mean i guess they're they, they talk a lot about the workers working in the restaurant not like the famous people if that makes sense right this isn't like the menu right it seems like this show is about like the back of the house. So and it absolutely is. So this let, let me set the stage here for you. And, and maybe this will help explain a little bit why it's different. It's not I like, that, like the, way the menu. It's not like struggling, you know, angsty chef comes in to, to save a struggling restaurant. It is um, a chef gets pulled back in, kind of against his will, gets pulled back into the family biscuit, biscuit business. Um, he makes biscuits. Biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> um, no, so he, gets, he gets pulled back Love into biscuits. the family business, which is um, running a like a, a Chicago beef sandwich shop. And so he's he's trying to deal with the circumstances that brought him back um, to the restaurant while trying to keep it afloat from the uh, the edge of ruin that it is on. Uh, and, is this... and struggling with the fact that it's, <laughs> you know, he comes from a Michelin starred restaurant and is suddenly 
slinging hash again in a in a dirty Chicago kitchen. Yeah, I was going to say this isn't fine dining. See, that's what I'm either. talking about. It's, no, it's, not even it seems a little like bit. it's only about that. Uh, I mean, the, the, Seinfeld is about well, Seinfeld, but also not about Seinfeld, right? Like he's the he's the main guy, but not it's not all about him. Yeah, definitely. I get your point. Uh, well, you've now caught up on this show. We have watched seasons one and two. And are you moving to Chicago or? <laughs> no, but I, you know, at, at the, we got to the end of season two and I immediately wanted there to be a season three. Interesting. Hmm. Some, some okay. things are falling into place with me about this now. I didn't understand why some friends that I have really liked it, but yeah. one of them but it's is not... from Chicago and now it makes a lot, so much more sense. The, the, I think you'll like, Andy, if you give it a try, <laughs> I think you'll like the pacing of it. Like, it is a show that really takes its time to breathe and tell its story. Like it's not going to hurry up and overwhelm, overwhelm you with like plot, plot, plot to get to the next big moment. Right. Like it's telling a story and it's going to tell it in its own time. I'm really good with that. That sounds like up my alley. The stuff yeah. I'm trying to avoid in my life is now the same show again of, the everyone yelling yes chef and the like uh you know it's so hard to work in a kitchen i get it like i've seen it a lot i've seen it uh i'm not that this sh i'm not trying to bag on this show because i don't know anything about it but i'm just trying to say what i'm trying to avoid right it's like i don't need to see the same kitchen story again and again uh, right. which is unfortunately what people have made in the past so if this isn't that then maybe i need to uh jump on it yeah, there there is some of that, especially more in the second season than in the first. But it's still kind of it. You feel that tug between what the restaurant was um, and what the restaurant is, what he's trying to make the restaurant into with the same people. Right. Like it's he's he's not bringing in um, a whole cadre of his his buddies. Right. To be fine, fine cuisine chefs. He's working with the same people who worked for his family for years and, you know, trying to trying mm -hmm. to make make something a little more of the place uh, without without losing its soul. JJ. Yes, Any so. uh, games or shows while you were laid up in the rain? Uh, we kind of have been doing stuff uh, catching up on Witcher. I know you all you've seen that. We'll probably get around to talking about that later when the whole pod has caught up on that um we talked about the mario movie and stuff we watched that already uh, i mean do a whole lot of watching uh i played you know we played some trails that was a good time i also we, played some trails ooh. how's diablo michael, going michael played some trails hold on stop <laughs> uh, andy what up michael, hold on whoa, whoa. michael what, what? Whoa. yeah i dusted off i dusted whoa. off a little whoa. more uh, whoa. i dusted off my crossbell uh my crossbell special uh special section badge nice easy enough to get back in the swing of it or are you yeah still... yeah so you know i'm in the i'm in the second chapter so things are are progressing i'm starting to peel back the layers of the onion yes oh man that game's so good all right uh okay I'll, i will let you be rescued andy uh you <laughs> asked about diablo 4 uh, yeah, it, um, <laughs> I was just curious. I mean, you, you put some time into it since we talked last. And 
Um, yeah, so uh, it's one of those things that's on my like. I I want to play it, but I don't know if I should jump into it. And since you're playing it so much, you know, there's no rush. Um, certainly, I have been okay. uh, doing a good amount of co-op with it. Uh, my wife and I have been doing the season. The first season's out now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the battle pass in it sucks. It's a bad battle pass. It's terrible. I would say uh, there's effectively no point in doing it the cosmetics that you get for free in it are garbage like the regular items are just better looking oh no and like you don't earn enough of the like you know magic premium currency to buy another one you earn like less than a quarter of what one Unless you want set to pay of for it cost. Mm. don't you want to but pay why, for it though why would, would you all the stuff looks terrible like, it's horrible like there's no point in paying the microtransaction side of Diablo 4, I don't understand at all. But as just like a game where you kill guys and have a fun time doing that, it's like not that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, not exactly a ringing endorsement, nice. but that's kind of how I feel about it at this point. It's an honest I mean, assessment. It's a, it's a ringing enough endorsement that you're still playing it. I would say I play it every now and then. Uh, I would not argue that I am playing a lot of it. I, my wife is higher level than me, if that tells you anything. Okay. I mean, it tells me that she, she plays it. a game you don't play. It doesn't tell me much more than that. It yeah, tells me yeah. she. Li- it tells you she likes I mean, it better that's than still I an do. endorsement. Yeah, but that's still a, kind of an endorsement, I guess I would in, say. Indirect right? like, endorsement. Uh, she has good taste. She played a heck of a lot of uh, of uh, Hearthstone too, so it's not like yeah, our and taste still, for that much. I think she's still playing that game, so uh, Battlegrounds mostly. But yeah, she's still playing yeah. that. So, well, Battlegrounds is the best way to play that game. Uh, kind of the only way to play that game really now. Full agreement. Uh, if one if one were to jump back into it, yeah. Well, uh, since we've uh, tra- traveled on to games, uh, I have, I have a beef. I have a qualm. I have a bone to pick, uh, with a specific game to start with, but also a genre problem that I think we need to solve for the industry right here, right now. Are you ready? You got something stuck in your craw, and you need help to get it out. Let's hear it. Multiplayer games with two or more players, so like four player, one, two, three, four, right? Should not have locked multiplayer modes. I cannot fathom a reason why WarioWare for the Nintendo Switch should have a four player mode that you must play 17 levels of a two player mode to get to. You answered your own hmm. question when you started with Nintendo, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, well, the online and multiplayer uh, sucks. Yeah, because Nintendo is horrible at online and multiplayer. But Nintendo does, I mean, well, it's got to be the sub-developers, right? Because we busted out the Switch while it was raining. We had four p- people around. We wanted the kids to enjoy themselves a little bit, so we, you know, we played an hour and a half of Nintendo. And in that time, we tried out Mario Kart 8, Jumped right in to a four-player mode. We played New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe for the Switch. Jumped right into a four-player mode, which was a hilarious disaster. <laughs> uh, that that multiplayer mode that is, is not is the same not even without meant. kids. Yeah. <laughs> True story. <laughs> that game is a hilarious disaster. That game is a mess. Experienced, I, I played that game co-op with my roommate at the time. That game is a hilarious disaster, even with two skilled players who like both have played tons of Mario games. 
you're both just going to kill each other. It's impossible. It's it's not the same game. Yeah, you it's just not the same game, even a little bit. Yeah, pretty funny. I want to play it single player to remember why I thought it was actually kind of okay. Uh, but multiplayer is a hilarious mess where it's just like, can we all? Can one of us survive to the end to make it? I don't know. Uh, but then we tried out this WarioWare game, which I thought would be like almost perfect for kids because it's all mini games, right? First of all, it's so frenetic they can't figure out what to do before the timer runs out. But you have to play 17 levels to unlock four player and it's only two players, so it's not like the other two people are practicing or learning anything while you're playing through the story mode. That's so stupid. What what yeah. if your mind would be a reason for this? Well, I understand why they would do it. I'm not gonna say i think it's a good reason for it and it's to keep you playing right they want they want you to be like a set of four people who are going to be together often and want to play this game together but they want you to log hours in the game to get to the point where you can all play together i think there's maybe that makes also no sense to me. explain it to me like i'm dumber i think there's also an aspect of WarioWare wants you to learn the games to some degree before you're forced to do them with more and more people. Yeah, sure. So you play. I understood that, but like the more games. and more people don't know. Yeah, yeah, but that the, only helps. So, okay, so let's say you unlock the floor. I think there's a delay on on me today because I can see the the uh, voice channel not picking me up before it. Like I'd be talking and then it goes green a few seconds later. Uh, it's very strange. Um, so I apologize if it seems like I'm cutting you off, but I get what you're saying there, JJ. Uh, it's very strange to me though, because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, even though, yes, I am learning these games and I understand them. Uh, and I'm picking up the different characters and what they do by playing these 17 levels. If Michael were then to come over and I had the four player unlocked, what's he going to learn? by having me having played through 17 levels yeah I, I don't have an answer for you there it's not necessarily a great way <laughs> to do this um but it's the only explanation yeah. i i have yeah you want to get me to learn put all the levels you, oh unlock four player and put all the levels on a difficulty curve that i can you know potentially increase or decrease shablam yeah i don't know how you could even make difficulty exactly. in those games the games are like in like WarioWare is a particular kind of thing where you have to literally have a brain that's like the attention span of a squirrel and you have to just be like, shiny thing, go, and then just like do it, right? Like you can't spend any brain thought or any, you just have to react and do. And unless you've seen a bunch of it and like played a bunch of it, I don't know how you could ever hope to succeed. I mean, it's meant to just be silly fun thankfully but like i don't know how you could ever hope to be good at warioware if you haven't played a bunch of warioware because like some of the games are impossible the first time you yeah. play them it's like here's a finger you're like what what do you do and then a nose falls from the top of the screen and you were supposed to know that somehow it's just like what how is this <laughs> supposed to know okay <laughs> have you played warioware michael i know i know jj I and i played actually, it on the, I have not the wii played. at least Okay, yeah, I, 
I think we should try it when you're here, just so you can see what this game is. It, it hasn't changed in how many years? I mean, like, the first ones came out on, like, maybe the DS or so. And uh, they haven't changed since then. They're all kind of the same extreme mini games, Not minigames like Mario Party minigames. Like, extreme, like, 15-second minigames where you have to quick react to everything. And almost all of it is quick react. And then they'll throw in something that's finesse just to try and trip you up but other than that it's it's all 15 second stuff and like jj said it's like what am i supposed to do oh too late you should have already known how to do it like get these headphones off this person with this character that can only shoot rings but can't move like what or there's a bomb throw it like you're holding your character is holding a bomb press a button and throw the bomb but you get 10 seconds and you don't know what any of the buttons do and hope it doesn't (laughs) explode like yeah yeah this one adds in jj that your characters do different things so like this person can only jump that person can only attack forward in a line this person can only shoot rings this person can only uh uh doesn't stop moving so it's bouncing around the screen at all times stuff like that yeah that's that might be a bridge too far in that game (laughs) i don't know dude like the yeah. The craziness of that I, game is always that, like, at least everyone has the same chance with that. Like, ugh. Yeah, I I really looked at it as like a. I can't imagine if you had gotten Halo, and they were like, "Yeah, beat that campaign before you get to do online." Like that would have ki- that would have killed Halo. I think. Yeah, I. I don't know. There are certainly games where online being locked behind, you know, finishing the campaign or playing a tutorial or something makes sense. I I almost feel like WarriorWare needs some kind of tutorial for that reason. But I don't know. Like Sure, but like it's playing a with all your people. Yeah. <laughs> playing with all the people is the fun though. So like I don't know why you would why you'd lock people out of that. Well, before oh, we uh, well, before we leave Nintendo yeah. behind, did you guys hear the the news that came out of Nintendo today? Oh yeah, I I did. This is a good one. Yeah, uh, Andy, are I, you? Uh, I did not. Therefore, we should keep going. Yeah, are you familiar with uh, Charles? God, this Martinet? delay is so bad. I know who Charles Martinet is, and many people thought maybe he should have done the movie. Although I think Chris Pratt did just fine. Well, Charles Martinet is stepping away from doing the voice of Mario. Why? Just like, just doesn't feel it's his deal anymore or? Nintendo Uh, says that's why. Yep. He is, he is becoming a quote unquote Mario ambassador, but he will no longer be doing the voicing. Okay. Uh, And that was the announcement. Did you mean... Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I I feel like every time I would try to do a Mario, it comes out Luigi anyway, so I don't try very often. I don't know that I have any. What, I wonder. Oh God! I, I want someone. <laughs> I want someone in the industry to leak what the heck's going on here. Because why? You know. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows if it's you know if he's being pushed out or is stepping back for personal reasons we can only speculate i mean how he's got to be getting up there maybe the voice is too hard on him 
I, I, I would hope not, he, but it's possible. He's definitely no spring chicken either. Guy's up there in the years, I think, at this point. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, he's been doing the voicing since uh, Mario 64. Gosh, that makes us old, guys. I I mean, that's why we started this podcast, right? (laughs) Uh, I believe Nintendo also Uh, confirmed that (laughs) that Martinet is not part of Super Mario Wonder, which is the new one. So the one that's coming out, right? Oh, the one that we're all excited for. It doesn't get one last rodeo. Yeah, I guess Odyssey was the last one. Well, regardless of the reason, I think uh, I think that we all wish him well. Uh, so, yeah, if you out there want to... Uh, how about this? You want to send us your best Mario impersonation. Uh, JJ, where should they send that? Okay. Uh, they, can, they can send that to podcast at We Were Gamers. That's our email address. We are on email. It's a place. Podcast at We Were Gamers. Podcast at We Were Gamers. Email address. Send us emails. Uh, we're on social media at We Were Gamers. Look us up. Uh, on all those places but uh on youtube we're youtube.com slash at sign we were gamers all one word find us on there check out the sweet vids we appreciate that i wondered if uh if andy had like dropped and reconnected or something if it might have fixed it but i don't know yeah I don't know. I I don't know what to do to fix it. It's just like I I can literally see the delay happening. I talk for a few seconds and then the light goes green on me talking on Discord. So I am uh, pissed at it. I don't know if it's my internet or what else it could be. I I don't know. Thinking I might try out other routers. No, because you two are reacting and hearing each other exactly the same time as me. So it's definitely on my end going out. No, I meant I meant it might just be Discord settings. More Discord. I don't think there's a setting for like cause could me be. to lag. I mean, could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is that streamer yeah. mode on? I constantly turn that thing off because it annoys me with the names. But I guess I don't know what that actually does. Streamer mode is on, but I don't know that it would do anything. I can disable it real quick. Hold on. Okay, streamer mode is off, and I'm talking, and the delay is still up. Oh, there it is. Still delayed. Or the... Uh... Oh, yeah, definitely. I can see. It's at least three seconds before the mic picks me up, or before yeah. Discord picks up the mic. But I can see that it's between... The Elgato and Discord, though, because on my end, uh, not the Elgato, but uh, OBS. So, like, on OBS, I'm talking now, and it's picking me up now, but it, you guys are way delayed. So, it's it's somewhere in Discord or the internet connection. Is that uh, Discord, like, voice waveform thingy on? That does, like, post-processing. Okay, I've turned the noise suppression off. This is three seconds, four seconds still going. Okay, now it's on. Nope, it's not the noise suppression causing it. Hmm. It's so weird. Very <sighs> strange. Yep, Your internet I guess and computer are more on. research time. That's my. Uh, yep, my belief. I mean, yeah, I think it's a reinstall time. 
and as well as possibly a new router time. I bought these these mesh routers and I've just been completely disappointed. I mean, they require restarting all the time. Sometimes I start up my computer and I'm just not connected to the internet. Yeah, I guess that's, you move from a, a hard line to a wireless situation. That definitely could be part of it somehow. Nope. No, 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 no. The PC is still hardwired. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know what the... But I, I upgraded the routers. So so the I upgraded the routers and the, the mesh routers, uh, they hardwire into... You can still hardwire into the mesh routers. So I was using those and not another router uh, after that, right? Like the mesh routers are, are not a separate network, a wireless network from the hardwire stuff. Got it. Okay. I don't I, know. I, I'm picking up what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, my answer would just be... Like two years ago and it said it's like, oh, sometimes it's bad. My <laughs> answer would just be like reinstall and then go with Windows 10 this time and then you won't have so many problems. I have no actual reason to blame <laughs> anything Windows? on. I don't know. I have no reason to blame anything on anything. If you're going to reinstall, you might as well just go back to the one you know that works. Although I think I Windows think 11 has a shutdown date soon, doesn't it? Or Windows 10 has a shutdown date soon. Are they sunsetting it? Uh, everything I read yes, about Windows 11 so. turning into like bloatware is like making me less and less interested in switching. Uh, you got two years left on Windows 10, so. till they stop security updates even? I mean, I don't see the bloat. Yeah, uh, I don't see. I don't see bloatware running, but I'm I wouldn't be surprised if they're hide hide running it. OK, nope. yep. October 14th, 2025. He's right. You might luck out, JJ. Yeah, they release they release twelve by then because it's every other one that's decent, right? Isn't that the way it goes? That is a meme. Yeah. Well, I think ten was supposed to be the bad one, right? Let's see. Uh, twelve. Twelve is March twenty twenty four. There you go. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see so how it goes. The real question is: Are they going to finally just give up and give away Windows for free? Because it's Windows 11 dumb. has been free, I think. Don't. Right? It's free. So Yeah, but you have do. to like install a 10, you but don't you have to you have to install like a 10 version to get Windows 11 for free. Is that true? I think. Don't I you? Uh yeah, I think it's the upgrade yeah. that's free. Yeah. Let's make it dumb. They still charge. Mhm. Yeah, it's really dumb. I don't understand all how they can just keep charging $140 for Windows in this day and age. Just put it on the PC, man. We're all going to Linux. Just turn your PC into a Steam Deck. We're doing it. <laughs> I just, I, why don't I just plug in my Steam Deck? I was going to say turn your Steam Deck into oh, your Oh, man. I mean, turn your yep. Windows computer into a streaming box for the Steam Deck. See, that way you can render it good and then, you know, yeah. 